Barry passed away and left his fortune to the family. In turn, Bulkley assumed Barry's name and used the money to finance three years of medical studies at the University of Edinburgh, beginning in December 1809. The new James Barry was a diligent student. Barry pursued a diverse load of coursework, ranging from anatomy and surgery, botany and midwifery. The number of subjects Barry studied was only exceeded by one army medical officer and matched by one other student in his cohort of over 45 doctors, wrote Dupria. In 1812, Barry was nearly exposed on the cusp of graduating. Edinburgh authorities tried to bar Barry from taking the four-stage final exams, claiming that the student looked underage but likely suspecting more. Yet at the time, it was not unusual to see 16-year-olds at medical schools, and the ban was not enforced. After completing a thesis on the femoral hernia, primarily a female condition, Barry became the first woman to graduate from a medical school in Britain. Unfortunately, Barry's post-graduation plans with Miranda would never come to fruition. In the summer of 1812, Miranda's revolution was thwarted, and he was imprisoned by the Spanish. But instead of coming out as a woman in Britain instead of Venezuela, Bulkley opted to continue the role of Dr. Barry, hiding under the false identity till death. Barry joined the British Army's medical unit in 1813. It is unknown how the young doctor passed the mandatory physical exams, but scholars believe Lord Butchen, a nobleman who had been a friend and supporter of her late uncle, likely played a role. In 1815, Barry was appointed as Colonial Medical Inspector in Cape Colony, South Africa, and was granted authority over all medical, surgical, and public health matters in the colony. People noted Barry's unusual lifestyle. The medical inspector was a vegetarian, kept a goat nearby to drink its milk, and carried a small dog named Psyche, and was almost always seen with a trusted servant, Danzer, who would stay by Barry's side for fifty years. Each morning, Danzer laid out six small towels for Barry to wrap and conceal his curves and broaden his shoulders. The doctor wore high-heeled boots and the longest sword and spurs he could obtain, Surgeon Edward Bradford wrote when he met Barry in Jamaica in 1834. Barry's flirtations with women also threw off suspicion. Many women fell for Barry's sweet, beardless face, a latter-day Orpheus, according to Dupria and Dronfield. Women stated how Barry was a perfect dancer who won his way to many a heart, while comrades often saw the doctor attached to the finest and best-looking woman in the room. Barry, who cursed constantly and had a fastidious temperament, often butted heads with other doctors when their treatments conflicted, and even fought a couple of duels with rival officers. The hot-headed doctor even got into a tussle with the medical reformer and nurse Florence Nightingale, who wrote, He behaved like a brute and was the most hardened creature I ever met throughout the army. Despite having a bad temper, Barry had a comforting bedside manner. During the cesarean delivery in Cape Town, Barry stayed next to the mother's side for the rest of the day. The couple, Wilhelmina and Thomas Munnick, named the child James Barry Munnick and Barry the Godfather. In gratitude, Barry offered what is now one of the most famous portraits of him, a small painting of the doctor in a red uniform coat. Barry was reserved with most people, but had a close relationship with Lord Charles Somerset, Cape Town's governor. Lord Charles favored Barry, providing the doctor with private chambers. When Lord Charles was on his deathbed, Barry clashed with the prestigious physician caring for him. People spread rumors that the governor and doctor were in an intimate relationship, but the scandal was never proven. Scholars believe that Lord Charles likely knew Barry's true identity, and some claim he may have loved the doctor. Barry wrote in a diary that Lord Charles was, more than my father, my almost only friend. In 1857, Barry fell ill while stationed in Canada and was taken back to London. The doctor and surgeon died at age 76 on July 25, 1865, most likely of dysentery or cholera.
Barry's medical career had lasted 46 years, with the celebrated doctor assisting the wounded in the Peninsular War at a military hospital at Plymouth and treating French prisoners from Waterloo, in addition to stints in South Africa and Canada, writes Dupria in the Bulletin of the Royal College of Surgeons of England. It was Barry's final wish to remain in his original clothing and buried immediately, explains Earl Nation in the journal Urology. However, Barry's servant Sophia Bishop examined her boss's body and discovered the doctor was a perfect female, with stretch marks indicating the birth of a child. According to Dupria and Dronfield, Barry had a daughter back in Ireland, Juliana Bulkley, who never knew that her mother was an accomplished army doctor practicing medicine around the world. It remains unclear who the girl's father was, but scholars suspect it could have been one of Bulkley's relatives. Military officials soon found out of Barry's great disguise and that they had unknowingly employed a woman for nearly half a century. Ashamed of these revelations, top officials in the army tried to cover it up, imposing a 100-year embargo on all documentation concerning the fraudulent inspector general.